I desire mercy, not sacrifice. When I realized that today was not only the anniversary for Jennifer and Don, but the feast of St. Matthew, I remembered that this was the gospel that we were going to read. And the punchline is so fitting for such a celebration as this. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. One of the things that came to me today as I was thinking about what I was going to say here was the danger of putting people in a box, labeling people, stereotyping people, and we can all fall into that. We do it to ourselves. We do it to other people. After 30 years of marriage, I'm sure there's a big temptation to say, well, it's just always going to be this way. But I want to challenge all of us today not to fall into that trap. Thanks to the chosen, we have a very clear image of what this might have looked like, today's gospel. And literally, Matthew was sitting in a box, right? The customs post. He was sitting behind bars, literally, because he was afraid that his own people would want to throttle him because he had betrayed his own people. He was a tax collector working for the Romans, for goodness sake. And Jesus of Nazareth comes through town and says, Matthew, son of Alphaeus, follow me. And the look on his face is precious, isn't it? Like, who, me? You want me to be one of your disciples? Matthew, the tax collector? Yes, you. And then Jesus goes on to tell him, we're going to go to a dinner party tonight. And Matthew protests. Well, I'm usually not welcomed at dinner parties. And Jesus said, no problem. You're hosting. Oh, okay. And Peter protests. What are you doing? You're calling him? Well, I called you, didn't I? Yeah, but that's different. Well, get used to different, Peter. And because we've all grown up, Catholics, most of us have grown up Catholics, Christians, it's really easy to get into a routine. And, you know, we think that if we just go through the motions, things should get better. And when they don't, we get discouraged. Yeah, I go to Mass on Sunday. I might even pray the rosary from time to time. I go to confession every once in a while. Yeah, I try to behave myself. And I don't change. Nothing seems to change. Or I pray for my spouse, or I pray for my kids, or I pray for my neighbor, or my parents, whatever the case might be, and, and they don't change. And we can get discouraged at that. But I just invite us all here this afternoon to exercise the virtue of hope because there is always hope. There's always a chance for us to have a conversion, to have a real conversion like Matthew had. It's safe to say to some degree all of the apostles had conversions. Matthew especially had a conversion. And again, I think what the Chosen series is helping us to appreciate is that it didn't happen instantaneously. Just because Matthew said yes and started following Jesus, 
did not make him a saint, nor did it make Peter a saint on the spot. It doesn't happen that way. It's a process. How did it happen ultimately? Because Matthew continued to spend time with Jesus. He kept following him. And when he fell, he trusted that Jesus would forgive him, just like he forgave him at the beginning of his journey. And he kept following. He kept putting his hope, not in himself and his own efforts, but he put his hope in that mercy that Jesus spoke to him about and the scribes and Pharisees that were there questioning Jesus and his motives and his intentions. All that Jesus wanted to do was to heal, so to speak, the sick. And we're all sick because of sin. The worst sickness is not COVID-19, brothers and sisters, but sin. And isn't it interesting that we're just so distracted in our world right now with this COVID-19 And no one seems to be talking about the sickness of sin and how that affects us. Jesus came to heal us, not just from, you know, sin, but all those other things as well. But he came especially to heal our hearts. He came to heal our hearts. And that's what we're going to pray for today. That's what we should always be praying for. God, heal my heart. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart more like yours. We're all wounded in different ways. We all suffer a kind of sickness of sin in different ways because of our own sins and the sins that other people have committed against us, the sin in our culture. You could say we're all victims of sin, but we're victors in Christ. And so I would propose to you, Jennifer and Don, that the best years are yet to come. The best is yet to come. Just as Jesus performed his first miracle at Cana at a wedding and turned water into wine and saved the best wine for last, I think there's all kinds of messages there for us. Yes, that we should enjoy wine. (laughs) But more importantly, that the change, the transformation is possible through God's grace. If he can turn water into wine, he can change our hearts. We can have conversions. We can be healed. And we should keep praying for that. New wine. We pray for new wine skins, new hearts, and new wine, which is to say a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a new experience of Jesus that brings about the transformation, that brings about the healing. It's not just some formula. Oh, if I just get the formula right, then I'll be healed. Then I won't have a problem with this, that, or the other thing anymore. If I just get the formula right, that's not it. Right? It's the encounter with the living Lord Jesus and his love and mercy. That's what changes us. So that's what we're going to pray for. I already told him I'm going to put him on the spot.